Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, I sounded ahead of both of you. <laughs> I was a little bit ahead about both of you, but the two of you were perfectly in time. And what I've realized when you sync up the files is that it's all okay. It's all okay. It doesn't matter. You're right. It's just interesting when you're living in the moment to acknowledge the delay, the mental delay. Do you know what's happening? Who among us is not living in the moment? Exactly. <laughs> everyone's so happy and it's all great and everything's great with Biden and everything and the vaccines on the horizon. And I just feel depressed. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is that? I think Why? that you actually really adapted to this new way of living where for a long time you only socialized with Sophie and I and That's ignored everyone else. And I think it suits your personality. I, do. I don't give a shit about a single other living soul other than Aww. you two. <laughs> it, but you know what I mean? That's true. the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> She's getting really sincere now. I do feel it's lovely. It's like this one time, of... do you remember during lockdown when she was drunk and she texted us saying she loved us? <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Yeah. It did. She <laughs> Look at her. framed it. Didn't happen, we put, we put it in the Louvre. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> the didn't happen awards. Fake news. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you feel that at all or are you both buoyant? No. Oh I... my God, I was, I had, I was so relieved. You're relieved. I feel great. I feel like this, it just, it, it's like when you turn off a noise that you don't know it's that loud until it's switched off. That when it's gone, you suddenly feel lighter. And it maybe has a lot to do with Little Mix's new album, which is an absolute bop, but it was just a really, yeah, I just feel so much. It feels like moving through the world as somebody different is easier. And uh, major pick, did you see, uh, I don't know, I, I just saw it through social media, but the Den and CMAT, is that her name? That amazing yeah. country oh, I singer. Love Her and Dustin. The best thing I've ever seen. They nearly oh, brought yeah. me to tears for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? For it was just nostalgic reason. or amazing. And she is amazing. 
She's class. She's very talented. Isn't she? Yeah. And that was yeah. all, um, what do you call it, acapella? Acapulco? But she was on a That's guitar. It. On a she? guitar. On a guitar, so. <laughs> well, acapella is nothing when you've got no instrument to come Are you thinking of acoustic? Oh, I'm thinking of acoustic. It was CMAT unplugged. It was really cool. Jen, oh, have you not gotten brilliant. on board with CMAT? Have you not seen I, the music video? She saved the really. for me. I heard, oh, I heard the song. It's been going around and around in my head, but I presumed it was some American big star, you know? I didn't realize you it was You have to our... listen to um, KFC, the other song. And, and, uh, and Rodney. Uh, I like CMAT so much that I paid for her music on iTunes and downloaded it. And now when I get into my car, you know the way the fucking U2 comes on for everyone who owns an iPhone? The most offensive thing in the world. When I skip on, it's CMAT. And subsides. Love it. I can't Uh, wait for her album. What was Mm. that While we are randomly talking about music, I have fallen in love with Luce, a lovely girl from Northern Ireland. Do you guys know her? No, never I heard don't. of her you guys would love her she's so, probably like 200 years old and this is like when you recommended Adele to <laughs> was fucking gas actually shove it up your hole Delaney <laughs> she is practically underage she's like 20 so it's Whoa. spelled L-U-Z Nubile mm. put it away Jen Rogan it's the same uh, her uh, name is spelled L-U-Z but her Instagram mm. informs me that it's pronounced Luz loose loose anyway check out i love the author but and there's a lovely video for it on uh on the youtube oh and she looks fierce familiar sophie she's fucking class are you telling me she, she looks like me about her? i have very well, no offense but like her brows way more superior excellent right uh, but then consider you've got myself other offended things. you've got her on other things don't worry but you just gotta you gotta acknowledge her brows are really good. But like how nineties are you have is to her to image. Her. She's gorgeous. They're all look, she's a young They're one. All, all the young ones dress like it's the nineties. That's what's happening. And we yeah, having lived through it looking. like everyone else listening, uh have we were sure that the nineties was a thing Wouldn't, that would never reoccur. I thought that it would never come back. I was like genuinely. I don't think no it ever danger. went away. Oh God, Cassie. It's horrendous, really. It's the no, it thing did. that because the, the, the aughts were kind of quite seventies influenced with all those low rise fucking flares. Jamiroquai, oh. he was king of that movement. Oversized <laughs> hat, low slung pant, move, low move, slung pant. movement in the floor. I just wrote my column that I think's out this week or next week, all about the return of uh, the nineties low rise flares. The LRS. No, they're not coming back. Are they they're here? Did you not fact, see oh, fucking the motivation my, video from Normani? I don't know any of the words you just said. It's a good few months old. Cassie's probably going to accuse me of being 9,700 years old for referencing no, it a is, song it, that came I, out I, like I last September. <laughs> anyway, listen, I have a creep of the week. Oh, please Two do. Two creeps of the week, in fact. Okay, first off. Well, the first one's kind of like, maybe we should introduce a new category that is like highly commended creeps so creeps that have done some good in the world such as the intern who booked the location for donald trump's speech no so yesterday was this done by an intern well i don't know i mean i hope to god it was because that would account for the stupidity four seasons Um, this is the four seasons yeah 
Did um did you see this cast? Absolutely. I saw amazing. loads of stuff about this, but I didn't get into the story. So basically, Donald Trump announced a press conference at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. But mm-hmm. thanks to what's been dubbed a mix-up, but they possibly mean an unpaid intern, it ended up at Four Seasons Landscaping in downtown Philadelphia instead. And the Four Seasons Landscaping is actually the headquarters of a small gardening firm. So no. they that just lacks a- conference facilities. Which is why they were in a car park. Which is why they had to hold the press conference in the car park in front of a sign saying hazardous chemical and a garden oh hose. Oh my God. <laughs> Wonderful. And it was in Weird. this location between a porn shop and a crematorium. Um, oh, that, poetic. That was when, um, it was absolute, like, poetic lyricism. Um, Rudy Giuliani was informed while he was mid-speech that the networks had called the election for Biden. And he said, which networks? And they said, all of them. <laughs> and so the Trump era came to an end under a hazardous chemical sign in an alley between a crematorium and a dildo shop. Or a oh, dildo not the end. Emporing. That it's is not the, the end. perfect. It's not is, the end, well, but it's, it's near, the... It's, you know, it's kind Look of, at me hanging on to the chaos. It's not I the know, end, guys. It's not the end. Uh, well, you know, he'll Should drag you, it out as been much as he can. Two... But all the states are dismissing the lawsuits. So, fingers crossed. They are. Fingers but crossed he we get himself. to see the US Marshal forcibly remove him That's from what I want. the White House. I want that fucking TikTok extravaganza mm, in my face. But anyway, yes, please. So that was fun. So, if we could... Highly commend that intern. Do you think so? Creep or was it like a plant? Week. It could have just been a wayward staff member who's like, fuck this. At last. Fuck it. Yeah. Doing like, the, you know, like, like your man person. who pulled the, you know, who worked out the air, ho- air host and uh, pulled quit in a spectacular fashion. Perhaps this was somebody quitting spectacularly. Well, like their job is ending because their boss Perfect. is fired. So Perfect they were like, time to. I can finally tell him what I really think of him. Yeah, you belong like, beside oh. a dildo emporium. Um, further to that, Dublin Airport never gets left behind. Left behind with a bit of um, Twitter hijinks. They tweeted today that um, while sadly the car parks at Dublin Airport are quite empty at the moment, they're not available for political press conferences. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Uh-huh. I love those guys. I love them. <laughs> I like so Crumlin Shopping Centre. Oh yeah, class. Because they're just not, sometimes they go way, way too far. <laughs> just like yourself. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Still with them. <laughs> we'll always be there for them. I have uh, another, you, um, oh, yeah. another creep of the week. Did you guys see um, Gwenny? She's been up to something. Uh, you're going to love this, Cassie. So Gwenny's Goop Christmas gift list has been revealed and features a Ouija board and a lamp made of bread. Yes. <laughs> oh, I want half of those things. <laughs> I know. Tell us I more mean, about this. What's the Ouija? I mean, like I'm Googling this straight away. Do you know that the um, bread lamp costs $210? Which is the board going for? The board is ooh, one thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. Carved like, out of the I'm, bones of 
of virgins. Virgins. Let's let's hope. Vegan virgins. Um yeah, it's pretty like it, nothing says Christmas like a lamp of bread. I think we all know. Um, and I'm give just me a happy that they're not advising um the readers to shove the Ouija board up their holes, which would be pretty on form for them. Yeah, hang on, I'll give you a visual of it. Let me do a quick share screen in the You're safety of my two friends who aren't going to draw all over it. Patrons. Some of the best I actually still don't ever. know how to draw a penis. Oh, I do now since I did the um okay, so there's the Ouija board. Fairly standard Ouija board. It's there. actually a beautiful looking Ouija board. I mean, this kind of like moonstone inset around the sides is attractive. Is it too grand attractive? I don't no, know. Ridiculous. Too grand. I've no picky of the um, the bread lamp. There is also a 38,000 euro green mattress. Avocado green, apparently. I, I'm very upset because there is a um, stick and poke tattoo kit, which means oh. that I now 1000% don't want to do my stick and poke tattoo because it's obviously, it's no longer no, cool. It's, but what were you No, so do? I feel like a stick and poke tattoo set is something that everybody buys with great intentions, like the crafting supplies from the Middle Isle and Aldi's, yes. but are never going to get around to actually doing it. But Cassie, you were looking so, at a woman who knitted a scarf, a beautiful egg yolk yellow scarf from some Aldi craft aisle wool. I could do this. I've really yes, done loads of Yes, but like the work. majority of people are not going to do it. I just wanted to do my stick. and Well, I actually, feel the like fact is I actually Sophie. just want a new tattoo and I, all of this year has been scuppered. So it was at the start of lockdown that I was like doing the stick and poke. That's it. That's for sure. But now stick I'm and like, poke surely is not a thing you need to buy. This feels like prison tattooing and they don't need a set bought from Gwen. Yeah, but I think that like, well, I'm not going to buy Gwen a stick and poke. <laughs> I think I should go with the kit. I'm not really? ready to go off piste with the home tattooing just yet. What would that mean? It would mean a safety pin. Burnt, uh, sterilized through a lighter. Lighter, mixed with pen and a broken Bic, ballpoint pen. Bic ink. That would do it. Not well, but it would do it. Is it the I actual sensation was, you're after? No, I just wanted, well, I've want, I, you know, I'm just yearning for a, a new tattoo. More tats. This happens, you know, you, you get a tattoo and then you just periodically want more. Um, Even so, when you can't see it on yourself all the time. Is it just knowing that it's there? Are you talking about the one on my arse that well, I haven't laid just... eyes on in years? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. It's just it's why still you, back there. Why put things on your back? Well, I don't have anything on my back. But, but just yeah, generally, I, I you mean. Like, have you ever seen Justin Theroux's back tattoo? It's fucking no. colossal, and apparently, it's like an homage to all the pets he's had. Oh, it's so unusual. Christ. Um. Anyway, look. If you've done a stick and boat, get in touch. Um, let me know I was like oh where will I practice it and I was talking to someone on Instagram who was like you know they'd done a really nice job and I was like class you know tell me about your kit and then I was like oh, I think I'll practice on my foot um, yeah. and then some some random person slid on in and was like very painful on the foot very I'm, painful I've heard that and I was like I I know what I'm doing like I had an eight pound baby you yeah, know, with no epidural, like I'm okay. Excuse me. 
I'll be the judge of what's better. <laughs> but here's the question. They meant Would well. you they have well. been okay to draw a very delicate line drawing during that procedure? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like while the birth was happening. Yeah. Just to between done, contractions, done still life. Between contractions, as you know, I edited an episode you did. of Mother of Pod. Horrendously. I, I could do like, not that it. It was a terrible episode. job. Cassie has fully gone over and is just having a read of the Daily Mail for herself Got a good story for you Okay, go on, let's do it I'm back in science and I'm back with the chimera 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 Chimera? Which is it, would you say? I I don't, I think it's Chi, I think it's Chimera Okay Uh, Cassie, who do you have? Okay, I have a uh, really good story uh, with Chat Magazine headline would be, oh, it's got everything in it. It's betrayed by a best friend. It's a medical mystery. It's a watching someone die online and it turns out to not be all as it seems. Oh, that sounds so good. Watching someone die online. Mm. I love, I didn't even think about what I was answering to. I was just like, ooh, so good. Obviously (laughs) not like. Sad. It's sad, 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 but also, ooh. My chat mag headline is joined together in unholy matrimony. And then the little Stanford inside, if you actually went to the article, it would say, in sickness and in hell, do murder <laughs> do us part. Till murder ooh, do us part. Oh, nailed it. Give us Beautiful. that. Oh, do you want no. to start with that? No, let's Give us that. With Jen, because I think we were supposed to have your medical mystery last week. And then, oh, yeah, okay. And we, we Buckle up, y'all. Let's Buckle go, up. Jen, Sophie, and if I need, mine's so long, so if I need to save it for another time, I will. Sounds great. All right. I, you might remember, you remember fetus in fetu. <gasps> it's, it's never far from my thoughts. Like, I'd say I think about it once a day, if not more. Definitely me too. It has yeah. seared itself into a forever memory for me in the the best way possible. Cassie, just do you like remember when it came on? And Fetus yeah. and Fetus. Totally. That Channel 4 documentary. Yeah. yeah. Or, where, do you remember the when they told? Goes, you can't see my hands, but it's like. Yeah. When yeah. one cell, as they're folding over to multiply, one cell accidentally folds over the other cell. Or if you want to picture it in layman's terms, one baby goes over its brother. Well, welcome to uh, an example of this actually happening. So this example is that twins, you know, at kind of cellular level, one absorbs the other, leaving the dominant alive twin to be a, we have to get this uh, definitive answer on chimera or chimera, a chimera, Right. She has no idea this. There's various things. There's only about a hundred of these people ever been spotted in the world. Incredibly, incredibly rare. And oftentimes it visually manifests. So sometimes they'll have one eye, a different color to another. Sometimes literal line, like linear. You know that thing some people get when they're pregnant? The line on the belly. Yeah. Well, this line will extend through their whole body and they'll literally be two different colors. Like deep what, tan. Like- very light pale yeah right down the center of the body other times it it can end up doing funky things to your um your reproductive area as well like you can end up with you know presenting as a female so there's a lot of within that hundred people there's a there's a good few of them who ended up being intersex Hmm. now what's interesting about that is 
to not present anything outward is incredibly rare, which is why where this woman's story begins. I, I think it came up in the news recently because a couple of people sent it into the DMs. And I was like, that's fucking, that is a familiar story. But as it turns out, it's a story from 2006. Her name is Lydia Fairchild. She is a proud mother of two kids. Um, and she, at the moment, <laughs> is looking... Why she disenfranchised mother of two kids? She, she might be a little disenfranchised. She's split from her partner, the father of the children. She's very heavily pregnant and she's trying to sign on for some uh, government benefits. So mm-hmm. this process requires for public assistance in her state that everybody be tested to prove that they're all related. Okay. So DNA samples must be taken from everyone. The Department of clever, Social Services took the, yeah, clever, I guess. It's just part of what they do. They took all the DNA samples from everybody and they held on to them for a little while. Then she got a call saying, will you come in right now? We need to talk to you. And in she went. She thought it was pretty routine. She shuffled into the meeting, no problem at all, dressed appropriately. And they spotted her at the door. (laughs) And then they shimmied her into a side room. And she was like, what the fuck is going on? So she said, she sat down, they came, shut the door, and then they started drilling her question-wise, okay? Who are you? Who is the father of these children? Who is the mother of these children? (gasps) She was like, why the fuck? fuck are you asking me this so the dna test results uh challenged everything she knew about her family yes her boyfriend was the father of her children she that she there was so no they do a dna there. test with him yeah they did and he yeah. was fine their children the two children and the dad were all related she was not related to them the babies according to the dna test so she was positive at this point. She was like, this has to be a fucking mistake. And a social worker said, nope, it's DNA, motherfucker. That is the thing we all believe in. And it's foolproof. <laughs> Doesn't lie. You're a fucking liar. And these kids aren't yours. That would be so difficult. Would Terrifying. Would you convince a grump of sci- scientists that like you're actually not lying? Absolutely, yeah. Cass. Like that has anyone genuinely facing. ever, like genuinely the polygraph test has been not wrong? Horrendous. like, no, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And they're like, yeah. no. Science. No way. Wait, the polygraph's definitely been just always wrong. At this point. I know, but people really believe it. Like, Do you remember the whole science around, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, like handwriting science. There's a word for it. Oh, yeah. That's an, uh, it's similar. Anyway, back to the thing. So here she was. She was denied the public government assistance. So she was like, that's fucking annoying on one hand. But now she was in this horrendous situation where she was now a suspect of, she was suspected of possibly acting as some sort of um, child, paid child surrogate and committing uh, welfare fraud. Very fucking serious in America. Not so serious here. She was in danger of having her children taken away from her. Because from the government's perspective at this point, she was not their biological mother and they didn't know who the fuck she was. But they knew oh that these children God. belonged to him. And she was like, wait, just one fucking second. So she... They came out of me. Was she just... Yes, exactly. They came out of me. Yes, she fucking was. So she started to panic. She knew they were her kids. She legged it home, got all the photographs of her pregnancies, found the children's birth certificates, 
She told her parents, nobody, she told her parents and everyone, they were all like, nah, no, no, no. This is a mistake. This has got to be a mistake. This has to be a mistake. Yeah. I thought, uh, You'd almost laugh at it. You'd be like, it's totally. so clearly a mistake. So her mother said, I thought she was joking, but then she started crying on the phone. I said, oh my God, this has got to be a mistake. I was there when those kids were born. I saw them come out. I held them in my arms, said the grandmother of the children. So Lydia is going fucking mad now, the mother at this point. She's just like, this is bonkers. She's calling everyone. She calls her obstetrician, right? Dr. Leonard. He delivered the, the two boys. I think there were two boys. And he was like, no, no, I can, if you need me to testify in court, no problem. I can testify that you're the mother. But, you know, as we know, what they're sort of suggesting now is that she is involved in some sort of paid surrogate issue. Which means that, yes, they're not kind of dis- disputing the fact that she might have birthed Carried the them and given birth, yeah. Yeah. But that so it it's getting complicated. Egg. So uh, I would have told them that she... Okay, so the doctor said, I would have told them that she certainly had these three children, or whatever how many children she had at the time, and that they were hers, and that I didn't, I don't know what's wrong with the DNA testing, but I know she had the kids. I need a bit of clarification on if you are a surrogate or you are giving birth to um, a, a baby that's the result of not your egg and not, no, not your egg. Do, I don't. I don't think you pass your DNA to the child, but I, and I, but I think. No, you, so it's like reciprocal IVF. So if you're a sur- surrogate, you're usually using uh, the, the egg of the biological mother. And, or if you're a surrogate, you can use a surrogate egg as well. But um, if it's the egg from the biological mother, you, it's the mother's biological mother's DNA. Sure. But it's the surrogate's blood. But what if you're, it's a donor egg. If it's a donor egg in your body and you're carrying it, it'll be the DNA of the donor. Mm. Gotcha. So anyway, so here we are. So, so everyone was frightened. They were freaking out about a knock on the door from social services. And uh, then they get the summons in the mail to go to court. um, And they were going to try and take this woman's children away. So. She was just, she describes here in, there's a documentary, 60 Minutes, she just describes being fucking, it's horrendous and frightening, and it is. But she she had to find out what the fuck was going on here. At this point, she'd gone down her own kind of road of testing with the children, and she'd put everyone through these blood tests after blood tests, and they were all coming back with the same results, which was that she was not related to her own children. Um, So she also, as a result of this, she couldn't get a fucking lawyer, because... They were like, I'm not taking they this case. There were no case. one to go near there, yeah. Yeah, you're not You're not going to win this. Like, nobody's going to... Uh, so, anyway, then there was a fucking breakthrough. Across the country, there was another woman with DNA that didn't match her children's. But in this case, the doctors had cracked this one. So, in Boston, Karen Keegan had received a chilling phone call from her doctor. And it came during a very difficult time in her life, just as she needed a kidney transplant. The oh, reason fuck, we the worst all time to discover have you're children. not related to your family. <laughs> exactly. Literally <laughs> exactly that. When you're like, brilliant, got to cash in on all these. Um, so imagine seven of them and none of them can produce <laughs> finally, I'm t- yeah, Finally, I can harvest their organs. Yeah, exactly. Finally. For my own infinite life. So Karen receives a phone call. Uh, And the doctor says, Mrs. Keegan, we've got some unusual news to report. We've never had this happen before, but your children don't match your DNA. 
So that revelation came after her family members had all had their blood tested for compatibility. So I think she had three, two or three boys. Nobody was a match. Nobody was a match for the kidney and nobody was fucking related to her either. So any child from a mum and dad should inherit genes from both father and mother. We know that in Keegan's case, it appeared that her two boys had not inherited any of her DNA. So uh, Dr. Lynn Uhl, a pathologist and director of transfusion medical at uh, the medical center in Boston said they weren't hers. So we scratched our head and said, this is really unusual. How can this be? Uh, Boston doctors asked Karen the same type of questions that had been asked of Lydia in Washington. They asked her, where her two sons had come from since their genetic code was not the same as hers. They wanted mm. to know the name of the hospital, where my children were born. Uh, they had some other thoughts, like perhaps this was some kind of intro uh, fertilization or, or something else. So that this woman might just not be telling the truth at all and could be psychologically unbalanced in some way, Keegan says. Her doctors investigated the case further. It was a medical mystery. Certainly, there are some individuals we ran the story by who said, there's got to be a skeleton in the closet here. Doctors took DNA samples from all over her body. They tested her blood, hair, mouth. Still nothing matched her, her DNA. It's so terrifying. But Keegan had another idea. She told uh, Yule, that she, her doctor, that she'd had a thyroid nodule removed a while back. After extensive searches, the doctor found a, ta- a sample of her thyroid tissue saved in a nearby lab. And according to the doctor, this piece of tissue was the key to solving this medical mystery. So the DNA that would match her son's DNA could have been anywhere in her fucking body. But her thyroid was where she matched it. So they could have been testing every fucking piece of tissue in her goddamn body before they came across. That's the difficulty here. That it's not just a case of taking a blood test and being like, oh, you're a chimera or a chimera. This makes sense now. you've, You've two sets of DNA here and now we can test them both. You have to locate the fucking DNA which could be anywhere, as I said. So, like, brilliant for Karen Keegan. The mystery was solved. In a way, she was her own twin or might have absorbed her own twin at some point during that. (laughs) Fucking amazing. So in her blood, she was one person, but in different tissues in her body, she was somebody else. That's amazing. Yeah, it is The other twin melded with her Mm -hmm. and, like, did did some of the growing work and grew onto her. That's what happened to Karen. But there's another type that we talked about before, which was another way of resulting in uh, chimerism, which is blood fusion, uh, which is donor, um, donor, what do you call it? When you get the blood, you need the blood, bone marrow, bone marrow transplant. Bone marrow transplant. Or various types of transplants. You can result in having the DNA of both the... No way. Yeah. So that means you, it just has so many like terrifying consequences potentially, but also the fact that only a hundred chimeras in human beings have ever been found. The difficulty of finding out whether you are or are not one suggests a little that there could be a lot more than we think. And if that's the case, that means that Things like Ancestry.com, um, you know, the way we use DNA for evidence and murder and or all different crimes. It puts a slightly weird twist on this, suggesting that, you know, DNA is not as kind of foolproof as we might have thought. So anyway. Oh my God. Back to Lydia, right? She's about there to There it is. Her- That's the headline. DNA disproved by Jen. 
Yeah, that's it. So back to Lydia. She's about to have her third baby. She's still going through the court process. They're still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. And the judge is like, right, I'm going to send a ward of the court in on your birth, day of birth for this baby. And we're going to do a blood test the moments after it's born. Right? And Lydia's like, okay, oh, fine. Brilliant, of course. So hang on. So like, had she been even pregnant that, anyway? Or was she was this, pregnant Yeah, that's what she's going to get okay. the, of course, the, sorry. The, the support. Yes, I forgot. Okay. So okay. she was there uh, in the process of this the ward of the court was there took a blood test directly after this baby came out and the results came back almost immediately not related to the mother again <gasps> so but anyway, brilliant enter a new uh, le- I can't remember find this fucking guy's name enter Lydia's new legal support who is fucking leaves no whole I mean this guy turns over every fucking rock and he finds Karen <laughs> Keegan's case in Boston and he's like you are this woman, Lydia. You're a chimera. And I'm going to, we're going to fucking prove this. So much like Karen, their hair, you know, uh, like they're trying to find the other DNA somewhere. So they're sampling her whole fucking body looking for this needle in a haystack, coming up with nothing until they go way back and they get an old smear test that she'd had. Or what do they call them in the States? Anyway, smear test, right? So her cervical uh, cells, bingo, that's where her twin's DNA was. And that's how she eventually ended up keeping her children and being proven to be one of these types of people. And it's fucking fascinating, isn't it? That is. That this can happen. That's a real medical mystery. That truly is incredible. It is. And fair balls to her, she fucking fought, fought, fought till she found that lawyer and she got her. But what a fucking stroke of unluck. But sometimes there's another word for somebody who has two an eyes, two different color. You know, when you meet them and you're like, huh. Yeah. So interesting. And I it's present in cats called. a lot. I can't remember what's called either. But anyway, so there you go. That's my story. Well, there's chimera cats. Yeah, well, that would be it, Cass. They're that probably would, the ones that have two different of course, they're colored eyes. Or an, yeah. and you'll and they definitely have a, see the two different fur either side of their bodies yeah. as well. Yes. And also exactly around, I wonder about their sex organs, you know, similarly kind of, kind of jumbled up a bit or some of, you know, just kind of being not, oh God, not necessarily clearly wanted, one or the other. I really want a chimera cat. They're very fascinating, cute. isn't it? It does it's remind like they're me constantly of. in a shadow. But it's really interesting that the intersex thing is like really common. Like that loads of people's uh, like genitalia when they're born is slightly it, ambiguous well yeah yeah and that like there's just so much kind of variety on sure. the kind of scale but this reminded me of you guys remember me telling you the story about the crayfish the mutant crayfish clones yes right well there harry sent me this on twitter a while back and i was like this is fucking not that it's not related but it the parthogenesis stuff where this female crayfish i think back in 1996 somebody people breed them they have them in tanks in their head like they're kind of interesting but this one guy had what he thought was one particular type of crayfish came back after a week's holiday and there was about 40 babies in the tank and this Mm. and this one crayfish had never been in an like there'd been no opportunity had never been in a relationship 
No, this was... <laughs> You've never been in love with a mommy crayfish. This was the first uh, accounting of this amazing t- uh, thing that happens, which is called a marble crayfish. She's a female and she is able to asexually reproduce and all of her offspring are genetic clones to herself, all female, exactly her. And she, because they can just, they don't need a male, they can just continuously reproduce. So they're fucking taking over the shop. One particular place that's getting hit hard is a, um, where am I? In Antwerp, this cemetery. Seems to be a lot of water around the cemetery and it is fucking heaving with these cloned crayfish. Uh, <laughs> but amazing. Isn't it fascinating? Isn't nature amazing? Absolutely fascinating. Sorry. Love science. Love science. That was wild. It's a wild ride, Sophs, the things yeah. that can happen and the things we believe to be true. And then, you know, as we discover more and more, we're like, oh, well, that's that fucking theory out the window then. Yeah. <laughs> like DNA. DNA is over. <laughs> it's done. That's done it. forever. As declared by DNA. the dive. D- oh, that was good, Cass. DNA. You're a DNA sayer, Jen. Oh, yeah. I love it. Very well, good. I mean... I've got to hear this kind of facts to back me up. Anyway, bring us into Absolutely. a creep place. Sophie. Come into my creep, if you will. Okay. Let me just get my notes. Love that crayfish though. All the femmes. Who run the world? Us. You Us. and your clones. I know. Is that like, it feels like kind of, that could account for the kind of like Hun takeover. <laughs> I think all the Huns just came from one original Hun. That's just or what re- about I think you actually just pumped them out of a bottle now. <laughs> what well, we are, like a- we are, a pr- we are an invasive species. The female crime podcast hosts. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, we, we are, are not. <laughs> we're not strong. Can you can't swing a cat for touching a comedy true crime podcast host? <laughs> it's true. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about. This lovely couple um, who met and got together quite young. and uh, But it went well. Went great, as you'll see. Um, Erica uh, met Benjamin uh, when she was 22. And, young Love's uh, Dream. Young Love's Dream. Three weeks later, they got married. Oh, three history. weeks. Never isn't a great idea. Uh, in fact, in Erica's scrapbook, more of which to come. She actually wrote best decision I have ever made. But like Isn't that lovely beside a picture of the them decision. in Vegas just, getting married. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that the sheer fact that you know their names and that they're appearing on the podcast is going to be that it was not <laughs> listener the best decision she ever made. Potentially not. Potentially. So Erica like Basically, the two of them are like unbelievably normcore to to start off with, just in terms of like they look like the most just quintessential American couple, you know, just like generic American couple. If you put that into Google image search, you get back <laughs> these two like Erica, she's like slim and tanned and she's got kind of curly dark hair. And Benjamin's is kind of like big, kind of like really jacked, kind of like thick neck. Uh, dark hair you know Amer- american <laughs> so she came from they love money. hot dogs on the fourth of july exactly 
In fact, this story takes place around Memorial Day weekend, which you always hear referenced in American TV shows. Drink and I have no idea what it means. It means no idea what time of the year. Drink, like I think it's at the beginning of summer is Memorial Day weekend, and then the end is Labor Day, isn't it? Right. Americans, get in touch. You don't have thick necks. That was unfair of me. Um, So anyway, Erica came from money. She's an only child and uh, adored by her parents to like, I mean, basically almost a kind of negative degree in that they didn't do her any favors, potentially, in terms of like, she was very good at basketball in secondary school. So her dad built her an indoor basketball court at home, as you do. And... uh, she was very intense, kind of like intensely passionate about her basketball. When she was a teenager, she wouldn't go in for dinner until she'd shot three, no, 10 free throws in a row. Wow. Just committed. And then she went on to do history and political science in college. So she's just like fairly like, okay, above average student and very high achieving and very dedicated to her basketball. Friends, normal, just normal. And then Benjamin was also quite an intense guy and very big on the swim team, which is another thing that you often get in an American red uh, flag TV show. Why? I just have something about like swimming. (laughs) Well, it's been absolute. If you've been listening at all to the absolute triumph of a podcast, where is George Gibney? You learn. Oh, that was good. Oh, my God. Jen, do you remember we went to school? Do you remember we went to school with his daughter? Did what you? What the fuck? Yeah. Did we? That's, did we? Yeah. She was a couple did of years we? ahead of us. Yeah, a couple of years ahead of us. Secondary or primary? Secondary. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of why I've never brought this up. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. interesting. Um. Anyway... anyway. Um, so swim team, yeah, a dark, a very dark, dark entity, yeah. Um, then he went on to uh, train to become a Navy SEAL, and he was like standout in his Navy SEAL kind of you know efforts, always top of his class. If you have classes in Navy SEAL, I'm not really sure. But then that all ended when he was court-martialed for going AWOL and insubordination. And something that I've seen described as having an offensive insignia, which I think refers to the swastika tattoo he had ah. on his chest. And as a swimmer, um, that was just out all the fucking time. <laughs> well, I don't know if you got it in high school, but yes. Fine. Best decision Erica's ever made. Oh, Jesus um, they are, it's like they were two normal people. And then when they met... They like ignited each other's insanity and like they just like it's like they had a personality flip. They got um, pets, not not strange in and of itself. I know. Uh, And and reptilian pets, which a lot of people can learn to love. I know. And so they had like snakes and lizards and stuff. And their pets were called Bonnie and Clyde, who um, were obviously the killer couple that they idealized. And then... um, one of the other pets was called AIDS and the other pet was called Hitler. AIDS. Oh, come Sorry. On. Excuse me? <laughs> yes. That's so not even cute. So Mental. far, so normal. Is it? And is it AIDS for AIDS or AIDS is short for Adolf? No, I think it's like as in AIDS, as in the horrific disease. Disease. 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting a kitten now and calling it COVID. COVID the kitten. You're, you, there's many of them, I'd say. <laughs> anyway, so. Covey. In further, like, baffling passions, uh, Erica is obsessed with, you know, the, sh- the restaurant in America, Hooters? Yes. Yeah. Do we have you heard of it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Come, it's come up once or twice. Okay. <laughs> so Hooters do a line in memorabilia. And Erica got completely obsessed with collecting all of the Hooters merch. Huh. So much so that she wasn't satisfied with just buying the Hooters merch that she actually wanted to steal it. So her and Benjamin or BJ, as she calls him, uh, her and BJ (laughs) started breaking into, into Hooters to steal the merch. And Just because she couldn't were, get enough. This is a beanie fucking, baby frenzy. Yeah. Why does she need this? <laughs> Why does she want this? It's so strange. And like some of the merch as well. Like it's very flimsy looking tops, you know. They're tops, like they're barely covering, you know. She just couldn't get enough. She had a big, did she have a room full of merch at home and everywhere? Oh yeah, had yeah, its yeah, place. Yeah. She had, like Erica had her obsessions for sure. So for example, like she loved and this will speak to your crafting sensibilities, Cass. She loved scrapbooking. Mm. Loved a scrapbook. So much so that her dad, uh, who was a very wealthy contractor, actually bought her a scrapbook shop for her to run. <laughs> what? What? I've yeah. seen these all over the States. I didn't even know what, what such a thing They're might like be. They're like fancy paper crafting stores. Yeah. And you can get like different types of paper. Those like uh, punch hole punchers in different shapes little bits and bobs to stick in all that washi tape that americans oh. talk about non-stop that? That, that we've never had jesus they're like addicted to it different colors. it's like multicolored sellotape tape yeah. that they use ah. for crafting oh yeah it's all over pinterest jen you need to get on that you need all to do i do i you do you simply I think do. You get really into it and then jen's the one amongst us that would pay the import taxes on a, way, a load of washi tape <laughs> take it um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really strange kind of marriage of loves, breaking and entering, stealing Hooters merch and scrapbooking. Can I loves ask, was there, scrapbooking. was there some abuse of alcohol or drugs? It's interesting that you bring that up. That was literally what I was about to just get into. BJ liked drink, drinking heavily. Drink. Drinking right. heavily, cocaine and getting stoned. Which okay. for a guy it's in a his early 20s, but for a guy in his early 20s with a very thick neck, I would say that's fairly normal. Standard. Pretty standard. Uh, Erica um, likes, as always, to just be that shade more bizarre. And she likes <laughs> snorting her anxiety medication. Ah, oh, And like snorting fucking loads of it. All I would have said that that would make um, you feel more. So I don't know whether anxious. that was like That's she felt like say. swallowing it just wasn't like the worry then. Fast have I taken too much? Is, but also any drug straight to the brain, I'd imagine, is just like an overload. Yes. Explosion. Yeah, definitely intenso. Um, so, uh, sorry, uh, they were getting on great. Like the first two years of their marriage, it's a bit chaotic. Like she's Erica, like likes BJ. 
to be nearby at all times. And it seems like she kind of semi-engineered him getting expelled from the Navy SEALs because she didn't like him being deployed all the time and being away all the time. So she was quite, she was a big part of his whole getting um, kind of uh, excommunicated or court-martialed. She kind of convinced him to go AWOL so that then he could come back to her scrapbook shop and work by her side and be there by her side all day, every day. Because she um, likes things in order I think she close like by. Things, she likes things in order and she likes things close by. But then it is funny because you know, she has the capacity to get quite chaotic. Um, so as we'll see, when the couple decided to go on a lovely holiday um, from Memorial Day weekend. Um, so they drove up to a place called Ocean City. Lovely. Just and can I ask, sorry, bearing in mind they got married after three weeks, like how long have they been together by the time they're going on this holiday? Like a couple of years? Yeah, about two years. So they're 24 now. So still okay. very young. And um, so driving up to Ocean City, I mean, do they have much of a plan? I think they're mainly just intending on just being on the session for the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they stay in this kind of rented condominium um, and it is, hang on one second. Sorry, I can just hear this baby screaming so much. Tell the people about the return of Mother of Pod. Well, he's dealing with a baby. See, yeah, you, you might be able to hear the faint screaming in the background. So we were like, you've launched a new platform on mm-hmm. talltales.ie. And then you said, do you want to do Mother of Pod? Uh, a six or we've made a 12 part series and we were like okay let's do it and now if you want to hear more mother of pod that's where we live on broadcast you sign up you get a bundle of 12 episodes uh, six episodes and uh, six minis at four or five and it's great value it's great and then the mother of pod listeners came and if you're a creep dive listener and you're like i'm not a fucking parent it's very loose. Uh, it's very it's, good for the contraception. It is that. It is. And uh, it's just me and Sophie shooting the shit. So there's 70 episodes in our back catalogue that you can access free of charge. But if you want the real juicy, up-to-date, crotch variety of things, head on over to Cassie's website, tall tale, uh, Broadcast and Broadcast.talltales.ie. Go into broadcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> The end. Well done. A real seamless plug there. So they're on a lovely, they're on a lovely holiday in Ocean City and staying in this private condominium, condominium. Lovely, lovely. And the holiday went great. It was so nice. They just really connected, caught up. They were out of their fucking minds most of the time that they were there. Erica on the old snorted Valium. And uh, BJ just drinking his head off, doing a bit of coke and um, making friends, obviously. Um, On the first day that they were there, they went to get this like shuttle bus from the condo into the kind of like main drag where all the clubs were. They wanted to go to a club called Secrets, spelt S-E-A, Secrets. And um, when they were getting on the bus, they actually... Were, I mean, it seems like they were absolutely locked out of it for starters, like falling all around the place, trying to get on this bus, 
your man was like no correct change only they <laughs> didn't have it i mean i we feel for them like we've all been that person yeah um, but the most annoying people ever absolutely absolutely incredible that they didn't get like a soiling charge or something for like vomiting on this uh coach but they actually didn't and um, so when they got on the bus or like they didn't have any money uh, any change and this guy called joshua was like here i've got some change um, oh nice nice guy joshua i know i'll sort you out and uh, bj was delighted and he was like we'll get you a drink when we get to the club lovely little holiday friendship do you ever make friends on holidays big mistake no huge yeah i would <laughs> never oh I my god no never. sorry one time i did i did and I, it was only the last day that i discovered that it was actually she was like a 48 year old woman <laughs> she just, just harsh she was harsh up here she just, it was a jen fear, fear um, of jen <laughs> So you know when you're hanging out with someone, you only really converse when you're drunk over six margaritas on the last night. Yeah. And I was like, what? We have nothing in common whatsoever. We've had this lovely holiday. Me, Lydia <laughs> and a woman called Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> she was just solo, was she? Fair play to Yeah. Her. Ah, you yeah. did the good thing then. I think it's good to make friends with a solo entity. Perfect. Couples. Ah, I mean, I can see an advantage to it in that you need... When you're on holidays with the other half, you need some other person to talk about. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. It's useful in that sense because it kind of unifies you with your partner. When you've got, you can direct your ire at this other annoying couple that you've located and are pretending to be friends, but actually you're just going to dinner with them and then going home and dissecting everything about their relationship. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so similarly, um, Erica and BJ went out on the lash with this guy, Joshua, and his girlfriend, who's called Martha, or more commonly referred to as Jeannie in everything I read. And uh, they had a great time. Loads of pickies taken for Erica's scrapbooks, obviously, and loads of drinks. And went back. They went back to theirs for like to get like, you know, for the party to continue. Lovely time had by all. It was great. Um, Erica and Benjamin continued on their holiday they were going out for crab and drinking beers and going playing mini golf and having a lovely time all together uh, erica even got a new tattoo all of it beautifully documented in the scrapbook, scrapbook. it's yeah. such a it's such a weird thing to go along Labor with Labour intensive thing yeah. to do. Like, do you know, it's not even that she was taking pickies and being like, I'll make the scrapbook when I get home. She actually had a scrapbook in progress in the condo and she was adding to it on the daily. Now, so are we talking A, what size? really weird. A2? I would say we're talking minimum A4. We could even be talking. See, I don't know, guys, we're coming from a very limited perspective, but the Americans have so many varieties of scrapbook sizes that they buy in their scrapbook stores. So it could <laughs> be A5, could be B5. It could be a little like <gasps> top flippy thing. It could be absolutely anything. It could be spiral do not know. bound. It could be, you know, a seam kind of bound. Oh, could I be mean. hardback. Mightn't even have that weird sugar paper that we were stuck with all our lives. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the smell of a scrapbook? It was horrible. Oh. I just can't believe that you'd sign up to spend more time around that smell. But she's she's devoted. Anyway, 
towards the end of the week, like, you know, the holiday was winding down and they were like, here, here, will we do a Hooters while we're here for the laugh? Oh. <laughs> and they were like, ah, yeah, let's do it. So they went down in the middle of the night to this Hooters they had seen and did their usual breaking in. Uh, started ransacking the place for all that sweet, sweet Hooters merch and um, in the process tripped a silent alarm. So they were literally just loading up the Jeep when um, a police officer arrived to the scene and arrested them both um, for uh, the burglary. And uh, he had them both sitting on the ground handcuffed um, beside the car, their Jeep and the, the restaurant. And Erica was absolutely losing her shit. And she kept on and on at the police officer as she was like having a panic attack. She really needed her anxiety medication. Would you mm-hmm. please just get her her anxiety medication? Crush it up and line it up for her. <laughs> Can I just snort it off your hand, please? Um, and eventually he was like, okay, okay, where is it? And she was like, it's in my bag in the front seat of the Jeep. I need a pink pill and I need a white pill. And he was like, okay, okay. And he went into the front seat, opened up her bag, found the pills, but then also, interestingly, found the IDs of a couple that had been reported missing a few days earlier. (gasps) A couple. Not Joshua. By the name of Joshua and Jeannie. Oh my God, how could they? And he was like... Here, I found your medication. And what the fuck are these? And they were just so stupid to have not only hung on to these IDs. Why? But to have directed a police officer into the them where the fucking IDs were. What's that about, though? Like the hoarding of the objects, specifically IDs. I think it is a thrill-seeking kind of compulsion, I think. I'll yeah. tell you now more why. So basically, dial back to the first night when they made lovely friends with Joshua and Jeannie. Mm-hmm. So that night actually ended quite abruptly with BJ losing his mind. They were all sitting happy, getting stoned, having a nice little time on the sesh. When suddenly BJ lost his mind and started accusing Joshua and Jeannie of stealing Erica's purse. He's such a knob, isn't he? He's a thick necked, he's a chode of a man. (laughs) Ridiculous. For starters, they were all in the hot tub. So they were like in togs. Like, and there was no sense of like, where are we going to put the purse if we've stolen it from you while sitting inside your apartment? Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And they were like, no, like, let's, let's find it. Like, we don't have it. We'll find it. Like, we'll find where it is. Um, and so they kind of searched the apartment. But then, like, things took a real turn when BJ, I think he just was like, cut to the fucking chase, pulled out a gun and insisted that Joshua and Jeannie get naked. Okay. Joshua and Jeannie were like, this has all taken a major turn. This is not where we thought this was going. I was going to suggest that we all go out for dinner tomorrow night. But now I think this holiday friendship has soured. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So poor Joshua and Jeannie, they were fucking petrified because I think they could see more than anything. 
that there was this unhingedness about BJ and Erica. They forced them, BJ and Erica forced them into a bathroom upstairs in the condo. And they managed to get the door shut, Joshua and Jeannie. So they were like stuck in the bathroom and the other two on the other side. And they were just in there like naked and panicking and no idea what to do. And uh, there's a few different accounts of what happened next. It's kind of hard to trust exactly what happened. But I think the general, what I've come up with is that BJ shot through the door. Oh, fuck. And got Joshua in his torso. And he fell back in pain, obviously. And... Like one account that I read said that Erica had gone into a neighboring room and was able to lean out that window and look in the bathroom window. Okay. And was like shouting at at BJ where to shoot the gun so oh that he could get them. Oh my God, that's fucking know, it's, horrifying. It's fucking demented, isn't it? Yeah. And so anyway, if that is what happened, I think that, I mean, that's what I've, I've seen different accounts, obviously, but that's seems to be one of the accepted things that happened. Then they got into the bathroom and BJ killed Joshua, finished him with a bullet to his head and the man just slumped into the bath. Poor Jeannie was hiding on the floor underneath the kind of sink area. There's no hiding. There's no hiding. She was alone in this bathroom with two demented fucks. And so... It looks, there's again, there's confusion about exactly who did what and when and first, but it seems like Erica was the one who killed Jeannie by stabbing her in the hip and then slitting her throat. Jesus fucking Christ. So there was carnage everywhere. And like, they, they, if they were walking through around the bathroom, there was like about an inch of blood covering the floor and they were actually like, causing splashing there was so much blood i feel like this this just went so amazingly wrong oh my god it it gets worse they it's so rough i'll skip through this part quite quickly why but well okay just don't know if everyone signed up for this kind of thing but it's the creep dive it is the creep dive yeah in fact yeah so they had the bodies in the bathroom and did they start the love making well, they you'd did. like to be like first came love, then came dismemberment, but actually it was it was a kind of a melange of dismemberment, love making, dismemberment. So what happened was that according to Erica, BJ cut off Jeannie's head, put the head on the kind of edge of the bathtub, and then kind of started. Riding her neck with her, with her body. Oh, her headless body. Yeah. But in the traditional what? zone. Yeah. I mean, just the mess alone. Oh it's just my god! Like rivers of blood, I'd say. So here. that's one thing. I that know. When I cut my thumb, there was blood everywhere. I can't imagine what oh. it'd be like. Well, you know, though, with like a flesh bouncing, wound, sometimes they can bleed really bad. Oh yeah, but no, I'd say it was. I'd say it was like a sprinkler system in that. Of oh my! God. I mean, it's so horrendous. So he's so riding her headless corpse. And I what's mean, your this one is, doing? This is part of the account, and Erica gave so many different accounts that it is very hard to tell exactly what took place. And um, at another I, point, she said that 
Ben BJ had cut off Joshua's head and he held up the two heads and he had a raging erection according to Erica <laughs> and he wanted her to take a picture of him holding the two heads <laughs> with the big bone Sophie this is just not where I anticipated this scrapbooking tale to go like, <laughs> I know now this Erica is like says, arts and crafts to like a whole dark extreme I never thought it and, would I mean in extreme extreme level she didn't use her crafting Stanley knife to carry out the act but like it's not far from it Imagine washi taping them back to their corpse. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, the picture of the heads and the boner she did decline to take. Uh, I don't know if that's a kind of in fairness to Erica, she resisted. I mean, is that is that what we're commending her for now at this point? Um, she said in another point, at another point in her confession, she said that um, what actually happened was that she was outside the bathroom. BJ was sort of doing some of the dismemberment work and he came back out and was like I just um, jizzed on the bodies and just told her that he had done that but um, and I mean whichever one both bad neither good at least they were dead um, honestly anyway they now had a real job on their hands because they're in the middle of this fucking rental it's like an Airbnb situation practically oh, we know the, the stress of the cleanup. Never mind when you haven't butchered two people in the bathroom upstairs. Um, so they finished dismembering the whole the whole situation. They cut each body into like six pieces. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, they packaged them all up, brought them down to their Jeep. I mean, it's just not what you're picturing doing on your relaxing weekend away. No. At all. No. I just don't know why they would sign up for this like level of just sheer graft on top of all the boozing and the probably having very heavy meals as it you just got away from themselves the whole the away weekend from, just the got away yeah it got the hell away from them we've all been there so anyway they drove the um yes N- lydia and i killed nancy at the end of that holiday. <laughs> <laughs> feels now, good to say you, it out loud <laughs> which of you dry humps the corpse now be honest <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so they they brought the um they packaged all the different pieces up in different packages of um, probably covered in washi tape beautifully beautifully done no doubt um, and they brought them to like dumpsters out the backs of like a strip mall and a supermarket spreading was, it around yeah and you know those real big industrial ones that are like regularly emptied um, and then they said, right, job done. We'll pop back, give a bit of a whip round to the bathroom. Took hours to clean it um, because of just the absolute lake of blood that was in there. I'd imagine. But they seemed to have kind of, I don't know whether BJ was bringing some of his kind of like uh, Navy SEAL sort of efficiency to the job because they did manage to keep it quite contained in the bathroom and it wasn't like all over the house which you totally would imagine it would get anyway resumed the holiday no props back on out clubbing mini golf crayfish crayfish crab crayfish lobsters Erica got the new tattoo as I said tattoo of a cobra now the tattoo in this light bit more sinister she got it, it just above her hip, 
uh, in the exact spot where she first stabbed Jeannie. Whack. Oh my so, God. Like many tattoos, it was a commemorative tattoo, but in this case, commemorating vile murder. Very worrying. And had they ever murdered anybody before? Was this their first? This was their first outing. And they went big. Like, yeah. Like I said, all they were up to prior to this was just like serial merchandise thieving out of Hooters. <laughs> and so they've escalated rapidly. Um, they Erica continued to document their really fun time that they were having in Ocean City. So there's like millions of pictures of them post the murder, just having the laws around the place. In one picture, she is like smiling, like, you know, just any young, recently married woman on a lovely holiday. Uh, only look closer. She has a blood-stained ring on a chain around her neck. And it was a ring that she took from Joshua. Oh my God. I know. So. Somebody is trying to come in here. Oh, come on, Arlo, please. It's so hard to stay in the moment of mayhem with the cuteness. Go on, lovey. What's up? I just want to tell you one Yeah, go on. Quick question. A question. Yeah, come on. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, fucking hell. It's, it's the floor, lovey. <laughs> oh, God. My computer. That's the computer. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. I know that that seems like we're really humoring him, but, like, if I declined to answer the question... It would yeah, never end. You just have it to go to never the never end. We just have to end the podcast. Yeah. Right <laughs> here. Okay, so... Anyway, this brings us right back up. Oh, wait, no. Do you know what? Actually, they went out on the Thursday night again and they were like, will we get another couple? <gasps> Stop. Yeah. And they actually did hook up with this guy called Todd who was just dying for a sesh and was just up for anything. Todd, love and life. Really just classic Todd. Massively drunk, just delighted to hang out with these two. And he even called his friend Karen, who was at home in bed and was like, you got to come down here. These guys are excellent. And so Karen was like, Todd, you're drunk. And she was like, and he was like, come on, just come down for one drink. And she was like, oh, I'm coming down, but I'm coming down to get you home. You sound annihilated. And she came down, became embroiled in the whole sorry mess of drunken lunacy. That whole night is like a whole odyssey um, of madness. And the whole time I was like, Karen, get out of there. Get out of there. But anyway, luckily for Todd and Karen, while they did go back to the condo, um, BJ and Erica were like, do we really have time before checkout on Saturday to do this whole thing again and do the whole cleanup again? Mm. And TG, they were like, probs not. Nah. Cutting it a bit fine. Could be at risk of a soiling charge. Um, So they didn't, they let Todd and Karen go. And that was then when they decided to hit up a Hooters instead. And that's when they ran into the arresting officer who found Joshua and Jeannie's IDs right where Erica directed him to look (laughs) in her fucking bag. Absolutely stunning. Stunning. Lee, stupid. 
Yes. Um, very happy, though, happy for them because they both uh, were arrested and convicted. Um, she was convicted of first degree murder and uh, uh, BJ got <laughs> second degree murder kind of randomly, which is sort of weird. weird. Yeah, mm. actually, I think, well, he got second degree murder in the death of Jeannie and first oh, degree I see. in Joshua. And then oh, I yeah, think okay. Erica got the reverse, you know? Um, now, there was all kinds of hijinks, like when they were arrested, Erica was trying to put the whole blame on BJ and basically saying that she was like an unwilling participant in his madness and she was terrified of him. But like all of her, like she basically had collated a stunning scrapbook of evidence. Oh. Yeah, her, of herself really I mean, enjoying the another point. layer of stupidity another layer of why scrapbooking stupid and you shouldn't even be fucking <sighs> doing it but just scrapbook it, the good stuff just scrapbook oh, don't incriminate just yourself just the positive moments honestly yeah. or like scrapbook an alibi like take scrapbook a picture scrapbook an alibi down, you down at a boat and be like the exact moment that poor Joshua and Jeannie were murdered exactly coincidentally Absolutely. See? Or, no, no, that's controversial. I was going what? to say, or like really dig deep, dig in. If you're and going to make a scrapbook and honestly go dark. And, and then take, that's too hard to believe. T- you're, take yes. picture. you're preparing for a film. Um, the uh, They both were um, jailed, imprisoned. Numerous appeals which have all failed. Excellent. Oddly, so they were imprisoned in like... Um, 2002 didn't get divorced until 2010 Mm. oh long distance is hard true love true love long distance can take its toll and also very disturbing eric is up for parole in four years oh just at the end of biden's presidency yeah i don't like the idea of um this person just being being out and about how long and did like, she spend in jail then? She got 2018 years. She got 20 years. Maybe it was all that no, relaxing drug taking. she was supposed to have taking. a life sentence plus 20 years. Good behaviour, so, so. Yeah, I don't know how that's working out, but yeah. She's just been sitting in prison scrapbooking. No, she could just out. be. She's probably a pain in the fucking ass. They're just like, oh my God. Literally get her out. Stand the smell of those creepy scrapbooks. Let's have her. <laughs> leave please and um, so it's a really interesting one isn't it i actually read a book for this episode called that was a fascinating story yeah isn't it and like it's there is actually even more like the whole night of todd and karen being on the verge of being murdered is fascinating and scary but like i really it, like how you led us into it i thought it was going to be just a, a, a creepy divorce he turns out to be a creep She's a bit weird and tense in the scrapbooking, maybe a bit of catfishing, but it was not where it, I thought it was it going to go. It didn't have the subtlety of that kind of story. It had more of a kind of a sledgehammer sort yeah. of mood. Even even up to the point where they discovered the IDs, I was like, what has gone wrong here? I didn't anticipate a Murder. double decapitation <laughs> And a banging of a corpse. But thank you so much. Or them resuming their lovely holiday in the aftermath of disposing of the bodies. And then back to the Hooters. And then back to Hooters. Couldn't 
help themselves. So bizarre. Like moths to a flame. BJ and Erica wanted that sweet merch. And um, the book I read, if anyone's interested in further reading, Cruel Death by M. William Phelps. I mean, I wouldn't call it an enjoyable read. I gritted my teeth and I read it for you creeps because I love oh. you so much. We all Sophie, thank you. Thank you. That was sensational. And I'm sorry about all my kids. No problem. True. It was like Our listeners won't have heard a thing except that last conversation, which is definitely <laughs> worth keeping in. Bananas. <laughs> uh, oh, thank well, you thank for you listening. Thank you so much for joining us. As always. Thank you for patronizing those of you who do. It's not too late. There's so much shit there if you feel it's like you want more. It's never too late. I like, give we'll you... get you on Thursday in the Zooms. Yeah. And yeah. if you want more content, including Mother of Pod, visit broadcast.talltales.ie. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.